I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those drivers' actions. You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I know that Snoop Dogg is like Mr. Pitchman now. He's got the Corona commercial. He was hanging out with Martha Stewart for a while. I just hope he doesn't become a cliche of himself. Like, Snoop Dogg is so awesome. And he's so, it's so great that he's so multifaceted. But I hope people don't forget, hey, he's got one of the great flows of all time. He's one of the best rappers and so hardcore that it's amazing how uh, homogenized, I should say homogenized, how how uh, softened uh, in the eyes of the American people he's become a little bit. But either way, I digress. Love me some Snoop Dogg, especially when he's getting gangster with it. So I Dow, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Wednesday. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, caught up with a couple guys from Montana State after their pro day, Ty Okada, Callahan O'Reilly, a couple standout performances there uh, in Bozeman a day after Montana held their pro day here in Missoula. We also heard from Charlie Johnson, the head coach of the Billings West girls basketball team, recently retired after leaving, uh, leading the Golden Bears to the Class AA state title a couple weeks ago. We also gave you some wings courtesy of the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. All of it can be found on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, and the MSU Bookstore. Like we do each Wednesday during the 5 o'clock hour, it's time now for the ESPN Roundtable. It's our long-form interview for the week. You can always hear the ESPN Roundtable each Wednesday during the 5 o'clock hour and then each Thursday during the noon hour on ESPN Radio. We go down to the Rangers Players Army phone line. Welcome in a good friend of mine and a friend of this show, contributing podcaster from time to time on Skyline Sports as well, Andrew Schmidt. He's a guy who uh, not only was a former Grizz running back and a former NFL agent, but a guy that really loves the Masters when it comes uh, around each year, and this has become an annual thing. What's up, Schmidt? How you doing, man? Live Masters correspondent. I just uh, love that title. I can put it in my bio now. It's, uh, it's a great time to be on. Azaleas in bloom. Uh, I guess I should say hello, friends, to start off. Hey, amen to that. Someday, maybe we'll be going to this together, but I think we're going to both have to get a lot richer. I've been following the ticket prices. Uh, they're charging a lot of cash to get in the Masters these days. Culture, you need to get me credentialed or something. Right? <laughs> I <Man>. know, right? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, need a, we need a Montana golfer. Someone listening to this, make the Masters, then we'll follow you there. Uh, so that we can get inside the ropes. We certainly do. Some of these uh, poor day badges are going for like upwards of fifteen to twenty thousand dollars. The good news is the sandwiches are like a dollar once you get in there. But uh, you know, it's it's basically like a quarterly salary to get through the gates. So uh, we'll work on it. We'll see if we can get the little uh, a master's credentials. Uh, before we get to this year's tournament, though, I just want to ask you just about the state of affairs in golf. Uh, first of all, ha- have you watched Full Swing? 
I have, yeah. Uh, very interesting. It, it's a good documentary. Uh, it, it's very interesting, the, the people in there and the decision-making process of going to live and, um, uh, you know, Brooks and DJ and, uh, like, all, all those guys, Ian Poulter, like, kind of what what went into their decision-making. But it, it was a good, it was a good series. I, I, I really enjoyed it. It's so interesting because when I first started watching it, the first episode, uh, all about Rory McIlroy and Justin Thomas. And my initial thought was, oh, I see what they're doing. This is a PGA Tour-sponsored thing. This is some propaganda to make people think the PGA Tour is cool and to make sure that they don't follow the live guys. And then all of a sudden, Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson start popping in this documentary, and I'm like, oh, that's not what this is. And these guys struck documentary gold because I don't think they had any intention of making this about anything other than just professional golf. And then all of a sudden, it sort of just diverts, and these guys start jumping ship to the, the live tour, and all of a sudden, you're like, oh, wow, we got drama. We have two factions, and, and this is, like, happening in real time in this documentary. So uh, I don't even know if they intended for that to be a part of the, the narrative, but then it all of a sudden becomes a part of the narrative, and it makes the documentary even more rich. It, it was perfect timing, right? Um, and especially, like, they have those guys before, like, they're interviewing them before that they even jump ship, and... They're like asking Ian Poulter, like, so are you going to go to live and just kind of look at him? <laughs> and he's like, won't, won't answer. And then, like, the next clip is him competing at live. <laughs> uh, it just, it, I mean, yeah, striking gold and making that, that uh, subject material. It, it was pretty cool to see. Um, it was pretty interesting, like, these golfers. Seems like their main complaint with the PGA Tour is like, hey, man, I don't want to work for free. So, like, if I miss the cut... Like, I don't get any money whatsoever. So, like, I'm going to go to live where they're going to pay me, like, $20 million just for signing up, you know? Um, and I think they kind of, the PGA Tour has kind of worked around that now with, like, no cuts and, you know, guaranteed purses and I'm trying to get more money. But, I mean, I don't know about you, Coulter. I don't like working for free. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it. I, I totally get it. What do you think of that element, though? Because I totally, I totally understand what these guys are doing. I, there is the the whole uh, dark side of this live thing when you talk about the sports washing and some of the political ramifications that are potentially happening here, and also just sort of the empowerment of greed. But in no other professional sport is there an opportunity for you to go compete at the highest level and make no money. On the other hand, though, golf is so dramatic because... Even the you know greatest golfers in the world might have two bad days and miss the cut. So if they do eliminate cuts, how do you think that impacts the drama surrounding professional golf? Well, I you know I don't know if anyone cares you know whether or not the sixty seventh placed golfer is golfing on the weekend. You know, like right. I don't think they most people would really care about that. Um, I, I think that it probably wouldn't help or hurt viewership. Um, I think it was the golfers just like, Hey man, these tournaments are so hard to qualify for in the first place. Like why do half of us not make any money? Like the only tournaments that you saw in that, in that full swing that are like really open are like the U S open, right? Where they have all these different qualifiers and you could be a weekend golfer and make the U S open, which it's, it, that's insane, but it can happen. Right. But now I think that you have these, 
these requirements in order to even get in that if, if you make the tournament, you should be paid at least something so that like cover their expenses, like sure, right. <laughs> do something like pay the caddies, you know, like all these people are, are putting a lot of time into it. And because of that, you know, you saw a lot of people jump to live where they're getting guaranteed checks. And, um, it's probably not the, the best golf, um, I don't. They're playing fifty-four holes. There's like a team element to it. It's just kind of weird, and you know, it's it's, it's kind of different. But at least they're getting paid. Um, I don't want to come off as like a live apologist, but that seems to be the main complaint. Like, hey, man, pay us. Andrew Schmidt joining us. Our master's correspondent, as it were. <laughs> Hopefully someday <laughs> that is actually true. But Andrew's a good friend of the show, a good friend of mine, and uh, he contributes in a variety of ways, both here at ESPN Radio and at Skyline Sports. But a guy that uh, is always one of our go-tos annually when the Masters is rolling around. The Masters does get underway tomorrow. So uh, let's talk about this tournament then. Uh, it seems like the, the, the overarching story in golf over the last 10 years has been this unbelievably deep group of golfers trying to ascend to the throne that Tiger Woods held for the decade prior to that. And there's been multiple guys that have gotten a chance to sit on the throne for a moment in time, but no one that's really taken it by the horns and really truly been that dominant, you know, you know, ultimate leader in the game of golf, especially when it comes to the majors. There's been guys like Spieth and Kepka and Dustin Johnson even that have had their moments, but nobody that's been truly dominant for multiple years at a time. But Scotty Scheffler is maybe knocking on the door of being able to become that guy. But where are we at just with how wide open this tournament field is? Do you feel like this Masters uh, is wide open? Is that narrative still true in this tournament? It's kind of weird uh, because of the live guy. Right, because I I have no idea what kind of uh, form they're in right now. Like Kepko won last week the the live tournament, but I mean I don't even know how good most of the live golfers are. So it's like I don't know how good that score is comparing it to the, the best players in the PGA. Uh, but it, it feels like if I had to handicap it, which I uh, it did last year, I told everyone to bet on Shuffler, and then he won. So again. Not one person tipped me after that, and I said, "Tip your dealer." And no one, no one sent me any money. Colter is annoying, <laughs> but 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 this year uh, it, it feels like it's kind of like the four man race. Maybe the guys playing the best: John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, Max Homa, and Scotty Scheffler. Right, and so those guys have all played really, really, really well, and. I think they all have a shot, but I mean, at, at Augusta, you kind of don't count out people who have played well and won there before. So like DJ is not playing well, but he's won there before one in November in the pandemic year and Brooks has won there. So Patrick Reed has won there. Um, so I, it, it's kind of hard for me because like these guys play three days of golf instead of four, and if they show up, I think they have a chance. But if I were betting, um, I would go with the PGA guys just because you know they're probably in better shape for the for the tournament itself. ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls, great place to watch the Masters all weekend long, starting tomorrow. They got breakfast, lunch, dinner. So anytime you're having a meal down there, you can check out what's going on in the tournament over the next four days. 
Paradise Falls located at 3621 Brook Street, Missoula's coolest hotspot. There are a variety of guys in this tournament field, Andrew, that have won the Masters before. Does that help them? Does that give them an inherent advantage? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you if you don't play this course, it's like Fred Couples always plays well here, right, no matter how old he is. Um, it, it's just if, if you've played and won here, here, here like I'm sitting there in Augusta, uh, if, <laughs> uh, if you've won the tournament, you kind of know how to, how to, how to work yourself around the golf course. And there's, there's areas that you absolutely can't hit the ball, but it's not as punishing as a lot of people think. And if you've For sure. gotten away with it, you know, like what is on 13, that par five where people hit into the pine straw regularly and then reach the green, the next shot and are set up for Eagle. And people are like, Oh, he hit it in the pine straw. All these people who have played this course know that it's not that hard, so they just launch it <laughs> and then uh, can, can work their way uh, in the golf course and, and set themselves up for, for a position to win. So, yeah, if you if you played, if you've done well, if you uh, if you've you know placed to one the tournament, uh, you, you certainly have an advantage because it's a it's a demanding course, a very uh, elevation change, very hilly, uh, but you can definitely learn and and do well uh if you've played there before and, and done well the uh th- there seems like a variety of contenders but in your mind who is the top contenders who are who are the guys that are leading the way i mean i know you mentioned that th- yeah. those four guys mcelroy scheffler rom homa all playing uh, great golf right now is there anybody else that you think could, could truly fit into the mix as, as one of the favorites in this tournament uh, you know, Spieth has been playing decent. I mean, he always uh, kind of brings his A game to the tournament. Uh, Colin Morikawa, you know, um, uh, Cam Smith. What Cam Smith won the British last year. So uh, I, I think there's guys that you know are worth maybe a, a, a taste, if you will, on seeing if they win. But I mean, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I thought John Rahm was a shoe-in. Like, he was going to win it no matter what, and his odds at the time were, like, plus 600, and now he's moved to, he's third right now, plus 850, and Shuffler's the the book's favorite at plus 650, because Shuffler's been on fire. But then Rory at the match play made it all the way to the semifinals. You know, it's, so it's, I think those three guys, it's plus 650 for Shuffler, plus 700 for Rory, John Rahm's plus 850 and Max Homa's plus 3,000. So there you go. Whoever sponsors your your, your gambling segment, <laughs> those lines courtesy of whoever they are. Roy McElroy has had an outstanding career, uh, but he he looked like he was the next Tiger Woods. I don't know if we're ever going to have another Tiger Woods. I actually know we're not going to have another Tiger Woods, but he looked like the guy that was going to fulfill that sort of role uh, once Tiger sort of fell off from the, the pinnacle of the sport. Uh, and he's been really good, and he's always in and around the top 10 in majors. But but if Rory was to actually to go win it, I mean, what what would that do uh, just for his legacy and also sort of just the reignition of his career as, as maybe an absolute number one guy in the world? Well, I mean, that would be the career grand slam for him, right? For sure. He, uh, what was that year? Uh, he wasn't even in, with Nike yet. He... Uh, was leading and then like whole seven, eight, nine just fell apart. Fell apart. Yep. <laughs> just, just absolutely fell apart. 
So I, I think it would anytime you can win the career Grand Slam, you know that's a big deal. Uh, so it would, it would definitely cement his his legacy. But to your point, like it, there there's a price to pay to be someone like Tiger Woods. You know, you have to be absolutely obsessive and a maniac in order to reach the levels of success um, that those people do, right? And like the Michael Jordan. The, the Tiger Woods is, a lot of it is lonely at the top because all these people do is the Kobe Bryant's eat, live, sleep, breathe the sport. And I think a lot of people get to that point and they see the view from the top and they're like, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to be here. You know, this is, this is lonely. This isn't really that fun or f- fulfilling. Um, and I don't know if that happened with Rory, but I think it's definitely difficult and it takes a certain person to do that. Who's just insane. And you know, those people are few and far between. That's the Kobe Bryant, the Tiger Woods, and the Michael Jordan mindset that, that comes around once in a generation and rarely in golf. It's so true. I mean, after watching full swing, that's the story of Dustin Johnson, right? I mean, Dustin Johnson is one of the most prodigious talents that pro- professional golf's ever seen. And, and he's won a couple majors, but he said, he said, one of the main reasons I want to go on the live is because I get guaranteed money, but also I get to work way less and spend way more time with my family. I don't want to spend all my time doing golf, whereas Tiger Woods was totally satisfied with spending 10 hours a day playing golf every single day for uh, yeah. almost two decades. If, if you've read that uh, that uh, book on the biography on Tiger about just, his dad. just um, I just I just it, read the uh, Armakatea one. Uh, over uh, Christmas break, and it was phenomenal. Oh, my gosh. His dad, his idea of uh, watching Tiger, you know, his child care was strapping him into a high seat while he hit golf balls into a net in the garage. <laughs> right. You know? Like, uh, <laughs> like that guy's a psychopath. And he created he created the, the best golfer ever. And the, the drawback of that, uh, you know, the price to pay is that he turned into the personality of Tiger Woods, you know, it's, uh, you, you can sacrifice, you know, part of your child's soul, so to speak, and make them into that, but that's what you got to sacrifice. So, yeah, I mean, th- that book highly recommended if you audio book, book of people, that's your thing. Read that thing on, on Tiger Woods because it, it, <laughs> it is insane. And his dad was, uh, a absolute tyrant maniac, but, he turned him into Tiger. Andrew Schmidt here on the ESPN Roundtable talking all things Masters. The Masters Major Championship Golf Tournament begins tomorrow at Augusta National. Uh, first tee times really early in the morning. Uh, I, I know that you had some some slick picks last year that I really uh, liked, but this year I got to put you on the spot. I got this Masters pool where you're picking from multiple different groups. I'm pretty good on my first four groups, but then group five. I'm a little bit stuck. So here's okay. what here's who group five is. It's Keon Hoon Lee. Laid on me. Alex Noren, yeah. Thomas Peters, Harris English, Aaron Wise, Keith Mitchell, Min Woo Lee, Kevin Kistner, JT Poston, and Taylor Moore. I only get to pick one of that group. Who am I picking? Uh you said uh Min Woo Lee. Min Woo Lee is in there for sure. Is- and did you say Piera as well? Uh, Thomas Peters is in here, but not Piera. I got oh, Peters. 
Yeah, okay. I do. I do have. So then there's a ran, a group of in the in the sixth group. Then uh, there's a bunch of sort of randoms and a bunch of live guys. Pereira is one of those guys. I'm definitely picking him in that group for sure. But uh, not, he's not in this so group I think, five. I think uh, Wu Lee is actually out of all those guys has the best odds at plus 6,500. So. I would go there. I mean, once you're getting to that last group, it, it's kind of hard. You got to try to get lightning in a bottle, right? Or someone that's up and coming. Totally. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, let's see. Peters is, you know, plus 15,000. So, yeah, I would go. I'll go Wu Lee. Very good. Andrew Schmidt here on Nuanas Dow. Uh, last one for you then. Who are you taking? Who's your overall winner? I, I, I want to go with my, my boy Rombo. John Rom, I hope he wins because I may have put a future on him a while ago. Um, but if it's not if it's not Rom, I, I want Rory to get that career grand slam because he you know he's des- deserved it for a while and hopefully he exercises the ghost of the past and finally wins. Both of those would be very intriguing, and this is going to be a very intriguing tournament. Andrew Schmidt joining us here on Nuanas Dow, our uh, go-to guy when it comes to talking all things Masters. It's our ESPN <laughs> roundtable presented by Paradise Falls. Uh, anything else to add before we get you out of here? Oh, yeah. So uh, this is, what, my 12th, 13th year of doing this? It's time kind of flies. So uh, I will be live tweeting the whole thing. Um, part of why I do this, as I explained last year, um, I've worked from home forever. Uh, I can watch it. A lot of people are at work and can't watch, and they can only have uh, access to something like uh, alerts from Twitter or something like that. So uh, try to keep everyone as updated as best I can throughout tomorrow and uh, Friday. Uh, you can follow me at HMetacular on Twitter. We, there's a new feature on the Masters app this year that allows you to have a watch party. Oh, wow. So, we're we, yeah. So I, I tested it out today. Um, uh, you send people a link via whatever text message, uh, Twitter link, whatever, and people can join and watch the group or what you're watching together uh, as a group. So we're gonna we're gonna try it out tomorrow. We're gonna see wow. if we can't stream it on on Twitch. Um, I can't broadcast obviously the feed because I'd get banned. But we can. I think we can do the audio and whatnot. We'll, we'll maybe put the leaderboard up there. Maybe we'll have some friends come by, talk golf. Maybe we'll have some beers in the meantime. Um, but it'll be an extravaganza uh, tomorrow. Uh, follow me on all those socials and, uh, you know, go golf, go Augusta National. It'll be fun. There you go. ESPN Roundtable, Andrew Schmidt here on Nuanas Now. Thanks for being here, buddy. Yep, no problem. We're going all the way around the world of sports today. We've talked some pro football, NFL scouts in uh, Montana the last two days. We've talked some high school basketball. Charlie Johnson, the head coach of the Billings West girls basketball team that just won the Class AA state championship, he retired. We also just talked some golf. Let's keep it going. We're talking lacrosse next. Tucker Sargent in studio to give us an update on what's going down with girls lacrosse. They're back at home for most of the rest of the season. We'll get a recap of what's gone on so far and a preview What's to come next? Don't change the dial. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. 
Wildcat fans. Support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. is now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Yesterday's guys played me something I thought sounded like the dog pound. That's what got me on the corrupt today, and then all of a sudden we've been listening to nothing but West Coast gangster rap. It's that kind of Wednesday. I'm wearing shorts today. I know it's only 40 degrees, but I saw the sun for the first time in like seven months, so here we are. It's Noah's Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Joined now in studio by Tucker Sargent, friend of the show, former co-host of the show, and uh, the head coach of the Grizz lacrosse team. The Grizz back home for most of the rest of the regular season, and that's a uh, welcome sight for Montana because they've been on the road for pretty much the duration of the season so far. Uh are you getting tired of the bus yet? You're like a road warrior, though. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> we are. You have to embrace it because that's just the nature. That's the way it that, is, That's right. the way it is. So you can either, you know, complain about it or embrace it, and I choose to embrace it and have for 17 years now. So, yep. you know, you know the deal. But, yeah, of course you're tired of it. You know, it's, <laughs> it's brutal getting on that thing every week. Yeah, well, no doubt. Uh, the, the weather is always a huge factor but this has been a particularly long winter around here. Yeah, we've had a lot of discussion about that, and it, it's 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 wearing. I mean, I, I'm sure it's wearing on everyone in Missoula. But like, it was snowing earlier. It's it, it, it snowed every day since November. I'm pretty sure. Like, it, this is the longest. This is a real statistic, folks. This is from our good buddy Mark Haka over there at ABC Fox. The longest consecutive number of days that snow has been on the ground in Missoula without fully melting in the history of Missoula County records is this year. I, I don't doubt that for a second. <laughs> I mean, my, there's still plenty of snow in my yard. But, yeah, I mean, it. it the other thing, that it, it, it takes a toll on the players, too, right? Like, usually sure. it's tough in the beginning, but you gut it out, you get yeah. through it. And then, and then, and then after spring break, you, yeah. you come back from, you know, the trip we usually take to California, and it gets nicer, and you're starting to – it's – it's like Groundhog Day, man. I mean, I know Punxsutawney <laughs> Phil called for, you know, six more weeks of winter, and, like, that damn rodent was about as correct as you could be. But, you know, we're, we're pushing on. The season, despite the weather, has been successful, and it's a very strong team. So very happy with where we're at at the time. We've been on the road. You know, getting a lot of wins on the road is not easy. I think anyone that's done done a lot of coaching will, you know, say it's a lot easier to win at home than it is on the road. Just... I mean, the travel takes a toll on you, on your psyche, on your physical, how you feel physically, everything. But, you know, we've been able to get through it through a tough schedule, and I, I, I really like where the team is and, you know, where we're headed. The last time we caught up with you, you had just moved to 5-0 and with a pair of great wins over a couple of the top five teams in the country, uh, including St. Thomas, who was the number one team in the country at the time that you beat them. Also a great win over Minnesota Duluth, who still uh, remains in the top 20 and since then, uh, that was to move to 5-0. and And since then, you've won seven out of your last nine as well. So just take us through uh, this last couple weeks. What have you liked about the way your team's been playing? Well, you know, you know it's been interesting. After the St. Thomas, we got moved up to number one. Then we, we fell to Montana State. Uh, in, a, in a tough home loss, um, I think you know, just there's a lot about being number one that you got to learn sure. to carry on your shoulders, yeah. and everyone's gunning for you. And we got bumped down from there. Um, but you know, with every game, 
I think we've learned a ton, and you're seeing the team really start to gel, um, and people fall into their roles. And it take you know, it's something you you tell guys what their roles are. You have expectations, and you kind of then throughout the season you learn about how guys play together, who plays well together, and you know different systems that you're trying to input, what's working, what's not. And I think we're at a point right now where we've really started to find the identity of our team and what what's going to work for us going forward. What, what would you say is that identity then? What, what have you sort of uh, found these last couple of weeks? Well, I, I think, you know, it's something that every coach would strive for is that, you know, we're a very diverse team. And if you look at the scoring, um, it's very spread out. There's not yeah. one or two people that you can kind of pick on and try and remove from the game. I mean, statistically, we're very spread across the board. You know, there's probably... You know, I think 10 guys in double-digit points, which is tremendously good just for balance of an offense. Our defense is big, strong, and powerful. Offensively, we're a little smaller, but it's it's about ball movement and sharing. And I think that's kind of what people, have fi- the, the guys on the team are finally realizing that, you know, we're not going to overpower a team, but we're going to play a full team game. And I think, you know, last week in the two wins that we had over UC Davis and Northwest Nazarene, two top 25 teams, it was the most complete game that we've had yeah. all season. And really across the board. I mean, I think, you know, the, the points were so spread out, so shared. The ball moved so quick. I mean, the coach came up to me after the game, and the, the, the best accolade you could get is another coach just saying, like, we haven't seen the ball move like that all year. No. Like, wow. Very cool. Tucker Sargent at Grizzly Cross, head coach, joining us in studio, Montana, back at home for uh, the duration of their schedule, five upcoming games. You can check out Grizz Lacrosse, including a couple of them coming up this weekend. Friday night uh, at Fort Missoula against Gonzaga. And then Saturday uh, at Washington Grizzly Stadium uh, against Utah State, who, by the way, is the number 11 team in the nation right now. And then he also got it April 14th, April 15th. So next weekend uh, against the College of Idaho and Colorado Mines as well. Uh, we were looking at the poll right before we came on air. And, uh, I mean, I think you played 12 ranked teams in your 14 games so far this year. It- you played about half the top 25, so how much does that help a team improve? I, I think that's exactly it, that it helps you improve more than anything. And, you know, it, it according to this poll that we're looking at, which is the one that everyone kind of goes off of, yeah. I think because we've dropped two, <laughs> and just the bias, the, right now, yep. yeah, the the bias of the other people looking at it, and because I don't think people do these the same amount of research, that's hurt us in the poll where we're sitting at six right now. But I think that you know we're the biggest sleeper team out there in the top ten for sure. I mean, our our strength of schedule. Talk to any other coach, you know, no one has played as difficult of a schedule as we have, and that's exactly what we want. I mean, our goal is not to be the best team in February, March. Or April. I mean, our goal is to be the best team in May, yeah. you know, at the national tournament. So that's what we, you know. We go out those. Yeah, we 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 had two losses on the season so far, but that's where you learn. That's where you grow, and it exposes the things you need to to work on. So, you know, I think that our schedule has has been very good. It's been difficult, and we've for the most part gotten through it fairly unscathed and learned a lot from it. So I'm very excited about you know we got another good test against Utah State, and it's it's kind of fun at this point, you know. There's not a lot of room for mistakes. Hopefully sure. we are playing as good a lacrosse as I think we're playing right now. Um, but, you know, that's where we want to be, you know, because once you get to the tournaments, you can't make mistakes. So that's sort of our mentality going forward is it's it's win at all costs at this point. Grizzly Cross back at home. They're 12-2, and two, number six in the country in the MCLA Division II National Poll. 
Uh, they got a couple matches coming up, including against Utah State, who's number 11 uh, in the country. What are the, the primary things you want to see this, this weekend, then? I, I think I, I want to see us build off of what we did last weekend. I want to see us continue to move the ball. I want to see you know a, a number of people, you know, everyone on our offense attack our first two lines of midfield, sharing the ball, getting points. I think that's what makes us dynamic. Uh, I want to see our defense continue to develop their identity, be a little more fierce, um, and just play that suffocating D that they have and control and, and just c- control the tempo, control the ball. If people want to come out and. Uh hangout how do they do it pretty easy to to uh come see you guys and check out the action this weekend it is absolutely uh friday night is going to be at the fort missoula regional park turf field because i believe the spring football game is spring friday football night. Yeah. Game, 6 p.m from washington so, so <laughs> there was a bit of a scheduling conflict so sure. we got the bump uh but we're going to be out at the fort it should be a lot of fun under the lights against gonzaga um show up at the gate easy to get a ticket there um and you know, it's going to be normal game day production. I, I expect a lot of people out having – it's a Friday night. Um, I, I would expect a lively crowd uh, there Friday. And then s- Saturday morning is going to be back in Washington Grizz where we normally play our games. It's an early one, though, 10 a.m. Um, so if you're willing to get up after a fun Friday night and come see, I mean, what's arguably going to be one of the best lacrosse games you'll see in Missoula this year, it's going to be uh, Saturday morning against Utah State. All Grizzly Cross action. You can find it on the ESPN MT app. Jeff Safford will be on the call, and you can watch uh, the live stream there on the ESPN MT app, or you can watch the games archived as well. Tucker Sargent, the head coach of the Grizzly Cross team, uh, in studio with us uh, here on Nuanas. Now, anything else you want to add before we get you out of here? I just, if you haven't had a chance to see the team yet, I mean, it's been excellent. Our, our last home game we had, the crowd was unbelievable. I and mean, we had over a thousand people there. It was raucous. It was rowdy. Players feed off of it. You know, come support the Grizz. It's, it's one of the best teams we've had in a decade. And the league has never been stronger. I mean, there's more parity and more quality lacrosse, especially coming out of COVID. You're seeing the teams kind of figure themselves out again. It's some of the most competitive lacrosse we've had in decades. For all the information you might need, they made it easy for you at grizzlax.com. Boom, there it is. Easy to find, easy to navigate, and uh, if you want to go check out some lacrosse, go check it out uh, this weekend. you got five upcoming opportunities to see these guys at home before postseason play begins. Tucker Sargent, Grizz Lacrosse, in studio with us. Thanks for being here, man. Hey, thanks, Coulter. Nuance Now, ESPN Radio. We'll take you home here on your Wednesday. Don't change the dial. Back after this. Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company on behalf of both ESPN Missoula and Skyline Sports. Here with some of our friends from Blackfoot Communications, one of our great business partners at both entities. They've done so much for us in helping us develop so many different things at Skyline Sports. Also help bring you our ESPN Radio podcast network as well. We're here with Hannah Kreiss from Blackfoot Communications. She is a business development representative. Tell people just about your history at Blackfoot. How long have you been at Blackfoot? Yeah, I've been at Blackfoot three years now. When it comes to just uh, your actual job title, what is it that you do? I mean, what is your primary things that uh, go on in your day-to-day at Blackfoot? Yeah, so I target and work with small businesses um, and just helping them get connected to internet and phone services, just smaller grade equipment and services that they might need and not all of the bigger enterprise. What's your favorite part about your job at Blackfoot? 
I like connecting with people and meeting new people and going out and just having those conversations and getting to know them in the community. And how about just the organization in general? I mean, it, it seems like such a great company to work for. Yeah, absolutely. It's very community based, um, very family oriented inside as well. And it's definitely very enjoyable. If you want to find out more about Blackfoot Communications in general, visit goblackfoot.com. Great website, very easy to navigate. They can help you with all sorts of things from small business development to any sort of fiber, internet, communications, anything like that. Small business networking, all of it. Visit goblackfoot.com. One, two, three. is now on ESPN Radio. Eastsiders. I thought this was so weird when that album came out. I still don't even really get it, but I thought it was really weird when I was a little kid. Welcome back. No one is now ESPN Radio, or SWX Montana Television, uh, and the ESPN MT app. If you missed anything in today's show, jam-packed show, continued pro day coverage, particularly uh, out of Montana State. The uh, Grizz had nine NFL scouts here in Missoula yesterday, and seven of those same scouts went to Bozeman today for the pro day and the standout performances by several Bobcats, headlined by Ty Okada. 4.44 in the 40. 41-inch vertical and uh, a 10-9, 10 feet 9 inches in the broad jump. All those did nothing but help his NFL aspirations. Callahan O'Reilly also had a standout day, 37-and-a-half-inch vertical, 24 reps on the bench press, and uh, 4-7 flat in the 40. Both those guys joined us uh, to talk about their pro days. Well, sir, from Charlie Johnson, the head coach, now retired head coach of the Billings West Girls basketball team. He led Billings West to the Class AA state title before then stepping away from his post. But uh, he talked not only about the championship, but also uh, just his career and the journey that it was over these last 10 years leading the Golden Bears. We also heard from Andrew Schmidt talking all things Masters uh, in preparation of the Masters tomorrow. And then we also just uh, heard from our good buddy Tucker Sargent, former co-host of the show and the head coach of the Grizz Lacrosse team, Grizz Lacrosse, back at home for the next five games, uh, including a couple fun ones Friday night down there at Fort Missoula and uh, then Saturday morning at Washington Grizzly Stadium against a couple of uh, premier opponents. Grizz 12-2 and and number 6 in the country entering the stretch run uh, of the uh, regular season. The Nuanas Now podcast is where you can find all of that stuff Proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications has spent six decades connecting people in rural communities around Montana. To see how Blackfoot Communications can help you connect to more, visit goblackfoot.com. Nuanas Now podcast also proudly presented by the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time. They got a new location here uh, in Missoula, corner of Broadway and Higgins, and uh, they also got an Apple Store rolling there uh, inside the M Store. And uh, the Nuanas Now podcast also proudly presented by the Montana State Bookstore, your best place to get blue and gold on game day or any day, anytime you're there uh, on the MSU campus. I was jonesing bad for some basketball action because all we've done is watch basketball. And uh, then I started putting together some sales packages today, and I realized that the NBA playoffs – we're, cl- we're closing in on it. Ten days to the start of the NBA playoffs. Can't wait for it. Uh, we're getting playoff spots clinched uh, across the board. 
and uh, it, it should be a really fun playoffs. I do think that there's been a little bit of a power shift. I think that for a long time there was this perception and, and probably uh, fact that the West was better than the East. And the West might still be deeper than the East, but I do think that the power players, the truest of true NBA uh, championship contenders, reside uh, in the East. Milwaukee, I, to, for me, to me, is the the unquestioned favorite. I actually think it's kind of crazy that they aren't being touted as the unquestioned favorite. There are some uh, premier and national level NBA analysts and podcasters that, that are on the Bucks as well, but I do think Milwaukee is absolutely, uh, to me, the favorite for the NBA championship. But I think Boston and Philadelphia are two of probably the top five contenders uh, to to win their conference and to, to advance the NBA Finals and, and then uh, potentially win the NBA championship. The Denver Nuggets are in the mix for sure. It's hard to say that they're not. They're so good at home. And uh, as the top team in the West, they, they still haven't clinched the one seed. The Grizzlies are still pushing, but uh, the Nuggets are two games up with three games left to play in the regular season. Uh, I'm still not sold on the Grizzlies as a true championship contender, <laughs> but if you saw John Morant end somebody's life last night, and I, that's a bad joke now because of all the stuff with all of his gun stuff, but regardless, he put a dude on the poster last night, and he is just such a fun player to watch. He is such a unique player to watch. If he's got it humming, they'll make some moves. But I think, though, here's my NBA power rankings right now as we come down the stretch. It's Milwaukee Bucks, number one. This, this Number two actually might surprise you, but it's the Phoenix Suns, number two. And I'm talking power rankings in terms of true championship contenders. I got the Bucks one. I got the Suns, two. I got the Celtics, three. I got the Nuggets, four. I got the Sixers, five. And then I got the Grizzlies slated there at six. I think that the Sacramento Kings and all the uh, the haters that are uh, dogging on the Kings right now, I think it's hilarious. I also think it's well-founded. We'll see. Maybe they prove me wrong. And I, I do think that their offensive style travels, but I also think that their lack of uh, any semblance of defense might hurt them. Uh, it's just going to be hilarious, though, if the Kings the – Ki- the Kings are in the playoffs, but the Kings can truly lock in at that three seed – and if the Lakers can overtake the Clippers for the sixth seed, man, not only is that going to be a hilarious and awesome series to watch, but the Twitterverse is going to be must-see TV. There's been so much scuttle over the last 20 years for the way it all fell apart in Sacramento. There's always been controversy linked to that Western Conference Finals when uh, the Shaq and Kobe Lakers uh, dispatched of the those... Uh, Fan favorite Sacramento Kings led by Chris Webber and Jason Williams and and uh, a great and memorable team for sure. But then there's been all sorts of other controversy because of the fallout from the Tim Donahue scandal uh, with NBA officials and then subsequent podcasts, including Whistleblower, which was a great podcast. But they talked a lot about some of the nefarious and potentially uh, completely unethical activity of some of these officials, and that series is like the microcosmic example of it. Regardless if you believe it or not, you might think that that all oh, that's a conspiracy theory. You might think it's all true. Regardless, Sacramento Kings fans have never let this go. And if the Lakers and the Kings play in the playoffs, <laughs> the way that this is going to go down with the Lakers just 
trying to smush the Kings and just remind them that they are the littlest of little brothers in the state of California, but also the Kings and all of the allegations and all of the outlandish takes that will exist about how uh, they were cheated and it ruined their franchise and all of it. It's, it's just going to be spectacular. It'll also be spectacular to see if the Sacramento Kings can actually step up and prove it or if the Lakers, despite snoozing their way through the season and having most of their best players hurt for most of the year, can then somehow sneak in the sixth seed and knock off the three seed, uh, it wouldn't be that surprising of a scenario to me. I can't wait for the NBA playoffs. We're going to talk all sorts of things NBA um, throughout the rest of the week and also throughout the rest of the next couple months. So I hope you're prepared for that. Tomorrow... Uh, we got a little bit more of a wide-open Thursday show, so maybe we'll talk a little bit more NBA. Our good friend Carolyn, the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports, will join us. She uh, had no idea what a pro day was before I explained it to her today, so I'm sure that will be a topic of conversation. We also are efforting Mickey Mental, the new head coach of the Weber State Wildcats, as part of our Big Sky Spotlight. And our good buddy and our producer of this show, Andrew Houghton, he has some follow-up thoughts on the women's basketball uh, national championship game that has spurred on so much controversy, uh, so much conversation, I should say, and a little bit of controversy as well. He has thoughts to share on all that too. And I guarantee it, we'll have some fun. Thanks to all of our great guests for joining us today. And thanks to all of you, our fine listeners, for tuning in here on your Wednesday. We'll be back at it tomorrow at 4 p.m. In the meantime, enjoy your evening and be good. This has been Nuanas Now. ESPN Radio. Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com.